Boston Celtics put up a ton of points over the weekend. Go one in one. I'm going to talk about it right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Hey, guess what? We got new theme music courtesy of B. Ever Ready. Let's go. B. Ever Ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral us above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep jump on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Brain and James, how we started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. That's B. Everetti bringing some heat. First new Celtics, Lockdown Celtics uh, theme song here in a while. Thank you so, so much to Millie's, who is now like a big star. And the fact that he was even any part of this podcast for any stretch of the imagination, uh, that was just so cool. But Millie's is just blowing up. And when it came time to record a new theme song, because clearly the one that we've been using had been a little bit outdated, still talking about Danny Ainge and all of that. I couldn't go back to Millie's, and, and he didn't need to be on a, a podcast. So I thought, hey, let's open this up to some some maybe lesser-known acts, somebody that needs a little bit more of a, maybe some more exposure. So here comes B. Everready, who is just dropping some heat on the new Lockdown Celtics theme song, Thank you so, so much. That was, I love it. I think it's a great theme song. It's awesome. So that's going to be our music from now on. Hope you really enjoy it. Be Ever Ready is the artist. All right, let's get into the Celtics. First of all, thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Lockdown Celtics, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, LockdownCeltics.com for all of your uh uh, it, historically, every episode is there. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code NBA. Go to your app store to download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Celtics lose to the Jazz, blow the doors off the Portland Trailblazers. So I'll talk a little bit about the Portland game first in this in the uh, first segment, the Jazz game in the second segment, in the third segment. Jalen, uh, I'm sorry, Jason Tatum having uh, a little bit of an easier time at the rim. I'm going to get into that a little bit into the third segment. So let's just get into the Portland Trailblazers, the win over the Blazers there. The Celtics just demolished Portland. It it looked like it was going to be an easy game from the beginning. The Celtics kind of came out super hot and and pulled out a 21-point lead. They ended up going into the second quarter up 15 because, of course, the Celtics are going to give up a little bit of a lead at the end of the first quarter. They're, they're, whatever, whatever their lead is, they're going to let, let go and give up a quick run. Ime Odoka puts in Wancho Horn and Gomez, who was a disaster, a minus 15 in the game. They ended up winning by 30 and played in some stretches there that he should have had a better plus minus. But uh, he... he Went deep into the bench in the second quarter. So part one is he went deep into the bench and that didn't work. Part two is the guys who were on the floor were just kind of like, eh. And it all conspired to be a 35-26 quarter for the Portland Trailblazers. And frankly, the Celtics worked really hard to get it back to 35-26. That they only lost that quarter by nine was amazing. Then they just 
destroyed the Blazers in the second half. It was back and forth in the third quarter, and then at the end of the third quarter, they they went on a little bit of a run, and in the fourth quarter, it was Peyton Pritchard time. Peyton Pritchard went nuts. He scored 16 points in the fourth quarter, which was awesome, and uh, he, <laughs> he was so hot in the fourth quarter that the Celtics bench just exploded, erupted, went nuts on the sideline, uh, Ended up getting a technical foul. I think it was on Schroeder because he just pretended to die and they gave him CPR on the on the sidelines and whatever. They, they got a technical foul. Big deal. Ime said after the game, and I can't believe how many people went like nuts on Ime saying, yeah, I apologize to Chauncey Billups about that, all of that, that, that we put up a bunch of shots with 10 seconds to go on the, on the shot clock. Basically the, the, um, the Celtics get a bunch of offensive rebounds and Pritchard was at 16 points in the fourth quarter. Celtics were going for some sort of record. They were trying to like pump Pritchard into like a 20 point game because he had 19 at that point and he just kept firing. Like, okay, was it a little much? Yeah, it was a little much. Was it something that was disrespectful to the other team? I don't think at that point you go too crazy about that because it's two bench units. They're going crazy. You, Pritchard's the Portland guy. He's in front of his Portland friends. He's in front of his family, and yeah, he's gonna he's gonna go uh, trying to get that twentieth point. Like, why not? Like, who cares? Who cares? Um, and I don't think I really don't think Eme cared that much, but he did say he apologized to Chauncey Billups for the way things went. All right, fine, fine. Yeah, I get it. Respect the game. You don't want to show guys up. And that is a situation where the other team can be like a little pissed off. You you're up, you're up by 30. You're firing three pointers. This is where, from a Portland perspective, sure. I, I can see somebody being like, all right, you want to fire up that that th- that other three three pointer? You want to you okay, that's one. Okay, I get that. Oh, two, eh, that third one. All right, you know what? I'm gonna follow you. I'm gonna make sure you earn that. I'm going to, I'm going to put an elbow into your chest. I can understand that mentality. They didn't do that, but Ime said, that's when things get chippy. Fine. It's not necessarily one of those unwritten rules that people on Twitter got so worked up about. I get what Ime was saying. Everybody just needs to relax. Ime, the Blazers, people who are pissed off about what Ime said, everybody just needs to chill the hell out. It's not a big deal. All right. So Celtics just destroyed the the Blazers. Uh, overall, just Tatum, Jason Tatum was, I think, one of his best games. Everybody's going to look at the 9 of 17 shooting, 4 of 6 from 3, 31 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, just 2 turnovers. People are going to look at that and going to be like, wow, what a game. His passing is not going to get enough love in this game. He was throwing some darts offensively darts that didn't end up in really materializing into anything, but they were awesome passes. He threw a pass to Wancho that was just a laser guided missile and it went off Wancho's hand and nothing happened from that play, but that, that pass deserved more to happen with it because it was, it was great. His, his passing Tatum's passing is Starting, starting to reach 
I think, close to what Ime is looking for. So Tatum, I thought was great. Uh, obviously, Schroeder, 31 points, hot shooting, 10 of 16, 5 of 7 from 3, 6 of 6 from the line. A great shooting game from him. Oh, by the way, Tatum, 9 of 10 from the free throw line. Awesome. Uh, so he, he and Schroeder combined for 62 points, 31 points apiece. Grant Williams, his offense is, being, is, is great. I thought Grant, he, he whipped out a floater. He whipped out a, a drive from the corner and a finish and an and one. He was, he was really, really good. Marcus Smart, 6 of 10. I think <laughs> I went on a, a, a pregame show. Uh, for a Blazers podcast with Danny Morang, uh, he basically said, "Whatever shooting woes you have, they'll they'll be broken by the Blazers," and it's absolutely true. Aaron Neesmith, three of six, three of four. Peyton Pritchard, six of twelve, five of ten. Uh, I, I wrote after the game, and I've said this before on the podcast. If you've missed it, the Celtics have really kind of, in a sense, screwed over their young guys, Pritchard and Neesmith. Those two guys are. Uh, victims of a numbers crunch, right? Like when you look at the roster and you say, oh, why isn't Peyton playing more? And why isn't Neesmith playing more? Well, yeah, because they they have Dennis Schroeder ahead of them and they have uh, Josh Richardson ahead of them. And, and, and those guys are playing well and and they show that they deserve those minutes. And so they they are caught in a a bit of a crunch. So the Celtics have had a few opportunities to get these guys some minutes, but they've blown fourth quarter leads and those fourth quarter blown leads are, are opportunities for them to get out there and play five, six, seven minutes of NBA basketball. I asked Ime about it afterwards. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. Those are opportunities that cannot be replicated. Can't be replicated in the G league. Can't be replicated in practice. And I've been sitting here saying that these guys should be getting G League reps, but they don't need G League reps if these opportunities like against the Blazers are presented to them. Part of that is on the players who have um, not closed out games. Part of it is on Ime himself for putting out lineups that don't close out games. So I'm glad to see a situation. This is the exact scenario that I'm talking about where – Pritchard gets a bunch of time. Neesmith gets a, bu- gets a bunch of time, and they can get some shots to fall against NBA-level competition, even fringe NBA-level competition. This is an NBA game. You're getting stats that count. So Neesmith shoots 75% from three. Pritchard shoots 50% from three. Pritchard puts up 19. Neesmith puts up 11. And that's something that's going to feel good for those guys. Don't be shocked if they get called on in the Lakers or Clippers game and all of a sudden they're feeling a little bit more in rhythm and they put a couple of shots down. This is why you got to close out these fourth quarter games and get your young guys some bench burn. So that's a quick analysis of the Blazers game, a huge blowout. And coming up next, the Celtics lose a tough one to the Utah Jazz and historic, historic loss to the Utah Jazz, uh, the shooting was just ridiculous. Oh, I got it. I got it. Before I go go to that, the bench getting a technical foul was just hilarious. Can I just say, I loved the bench getting a technical foul. Um, the the unity, the 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 dancing, and all of that stuff. 
I, I just wanted to, I wanted to make sure that I properly addressed. I, I loved seeing that and all of that from uh, from the bench uh, in the midst of that fourth quarter garbage time. So that's okay. Great, done. Utah's next. First, I got to tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is fantasy basketball made easy. Daily fantasy made easy. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. It offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as these bench players that I've been talking about recording a handful of minutes each game. Prize Picks offers any prop that you can think of cross sports, yardage and touchdowns, three pointers, all of that stuff. Use all of the Lockdown Celtics users that make the deposit with the promo code NBA. Get a 100% Instant deposit match up to $100. Pick two to five players in an over-under on the projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Again, mix sports. You're listening to this. The, the Patriots play the Bills on Monday night. Mac Jones, pick something there, an over and under there. You can pick an over and an under on the Celtics when, whenever they play. And have some fun with it here on prize picks use the award winning app in both the app store or google play entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it is that easy prize picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals do not hesitate check out prizepicks.com use the promo code nba go to your app store download the app today prize picks is daily fantasy made easy today's show is also brought to you by direct tv stream i know you have heard this before you've got one device that lets you catch the game live Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you're borrowing a login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. Best part, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Why don't you make your second listen Locked On Patriots? It, football season is really ramping up. If you're not a Patriots fan, Locked On, whatever your favorite team is. Maybe you're a Bills fan, Locked On Bills, or wh- whichever team, Locked On NFL, it's all there for you. If you're a football fan, there's a Locked On for all your favorite football teams as well. Let's get into the Utah game. The Utah Jazz just bombed the F away on the Celtics. It was a, um, I thought the Celtics played pretty well for the most part, although the four, the, the first quarter was uh, an issue against the Jazz. The, the Utah Jazz put up 27, well, first of all, they put up 51. They made 27 three-pointers. They shot 53%. I want to stress to you how insane this number is, that someone puts up 51 three-pointers. A team puts up 51 of their 81 shots. So 51 three-pointers, 32-pointers. And they hit 53% of their threes. 27 of them went down. That is ridiculous. 
Now, the Jazz came out super hot. After the game, Ime said, oh, you know, we came out, we, we, we let them get into a rhythm. We overhelped when there was when there were opportunities to 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 help. We, we went too far and we we left guys and yeah, there was some of that. But I, I will I will push back on what Emi Odoka said. Watching that again, I don't think the Celtics overhelped on on a whole lot. There were a couple of opportunities there where I, I there was one that I highlighted on Boston Sports Journal where they um, where Grant Williams kind of slid over and uh, left Bogdan, uh, yeah, Bogdan Bogdanovich in the corner. And Al Horford had, who I forget who was driving, but um, Al Horford had the guy and Grant just decided, nope, I'm going to come in. I'm going to try to challenge. Oh, no, it was Donovan Mitchell who was on the drive because Donovan just immediately was like, nope, oh, I see this. I got three guys on me. There's a guy in the corner and he got it to him for three. And yeah, so Ime was right that it happened that they overhelped, but it didn't happen all the time. The, the the Jazz came out and just immediately started firing from 31 feet away. It was something that um was <laughs> a little a little out of control and I highlighted it on on Boston Sports Journal. Let's see if I can pull this up. Um the first the first shot that they that they pulled was from 31, I believe. And then the next one was from 28. And the next one was from 29. So three straight three-pointers from six feet or five feet away from the three-point line. There's nothing like, okay, yeah, maybe you should be up on that a little bit. But the Jazz, I think, were going to, they came out hot in this game. The Celtics did a great job of doing the one thing that the Jazz do poorly, which is take care of the ball, and they forced a bunch of turnovers, and that's what kept them in the game. The Celtics uh, forced—I forget how many turnovers it was. Um, Nope, that's the Portland game. Sorry. Uh, They they got 31 points off of 19 Jazz turnovers, which you, you, you get plus 21. In a game you lose by seven, you get plus twenty-one in the turnover differential. That's that's a big deal defensively. The Celtics <laughs> they gave up a hundred and thirty-seven and a hundred and seventeen. Their defensive rating takes a big big dip over the next th- these past two games. But I thought defensively against Utah, they generally did okay. They just couldn't stop the jazz from bombing away from three. I don't know what else you can, you can talk about with this. Uh, I thought at the end of the game, maybe, uh, Ime could have gone with Grant Williams. And I think there were, there were some points here where, uh, Dennis Schroeder was getting burned defensively. I thought they could have gone with Grant Williams at the end of the jazz game. And, maybe gone with a that, that would have that would have helped defensively. I don't think what they got from uh Truder was enough offensively at the end of the game to offset what he was giving up defensively. So it, this is hard for for Ime because Schroeder you gotta you gotta play to to him a little bit. 
it's not as easy for for Ime to just say, oh, we're benching Schroeder because he can be disruptive. He's gone after this year. It doesn't matter if he's going to be around. Uh, so he can say what he wants to say. He can do what he wants to do. He can, he can be as disruptive as he wants. And he hasn't been. He's not that. But there's a risk that he can be because he can just be like, all right, I've, done, I've proven what I need to prove. I'm just going to get out of here. And so you, you do have to kind of cater to him a little bit because you want to make sure that his, his trade value is up and he's not disruptive to the team and all of that stuff. I probably, if it was a different situation, I probably would have sat Schroeder at the end of the Jazz game and played Grant Williams a little bit more because Grant Williams in the past two games has shown a real like knack. He, he, he had one three-pointer in the, in the Blazers game where I was like, wow, that's the fastest release I've ever seen on a Grant Williams three-pointer. He just caught. He didn't bring it down. No dip. Just brought it back up. It was just awesome. So Grant this year is showing a lot of good offensive things, and I, I think he's, he's earned these opportunities at the end of the game. But Schroeder at the end did some good things against Utah, but was really getting burned, I think, a few times. And the Celtics could have gone a different direction. But it, at the end, it really was the, the Jazz hit 27 three-pointers. The, the, the real wild thing about the Jazz, and I don't know if you saw me, saw me tweet this out or saw it on Boston Sports Journal, but the Jazz, the, the, the NBA record for three-pointers in a game is 29. The Jazz have hit 28, 27 in this game, 26 twice, and 25 three-pointers in a game. All in 2021, <laughs> five of the top 16 three-point shooting performances have come this calendar year from the Utah Jazz. So there was there was kind of nothing that they could do. Conley and Mitchell were just, whenever the Celtics, it felt like they might make a move. It was just, nope, sorry. Nope, sorry. <laughs> we're just going to hit this tough, ridiculous three. You know, tip your cap to them, I guess. Celtics play the Lakers next on Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to do a crossover episode with Lockdown Lakers for that game. The Lakers-Clippers back-to-back can be huge because I think the Celtics can win both of those games. I thought the Celtics had an outside chance of going 4-1, and one, and they still obviously do. 3-2 and two on this road tip would, would trip would be amazing. They, I think they can still beat the Lakers. I think the Clippers one's going to be tough. Phoenix is obviously you know on fire. Their, their most recent loss to the Warriors notwithstanding. So I think the Celtics have a real opportunity to come out of this road trip uh, above 500. If they can do that, that would be huge because this I was looking at this as a potential uh, loss. Like this was going to be a buzzsaw. And, and if they can come out three and two, I'd be, I'd be happy with that. All right, up next, Jason Tatum getting to the rim a lot cleaner, which is, I think, a big deal. That's coming up after I talk to you about Built Bar. Christmas is coming up. Why not make Built Bar a great stocking stuffer for Christmas? You can go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 every single time. If you're you're stuck in a pinch, Built Bars are a great stocking stuffer for someone who's trying to be healthy, for the workout nut in your life, for the person who is looking for something a little bit, you you know, someone who's snacky. The thing about Built Bars is they are delicious. They're low calorie, they're low carb, low fat, 
high protein covered in 100% chocolate. So someone who's got a sweet tooth that, look, stockings are filled with all kinds of fun little things. So why not make a built bar or a box of built bars an option for the stocking stuffer? Because you know that someone is going to enjoy the, the different flavors. Doesn't matter if that person has a nut allergy, there are options for you to get a non-nut-based built bar. Go to built.com and check them out. There are all sorts of flavors dropping on a regular basis. There are different styles. There's the regular protein bar. There are the puffs with the marshmallow center. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Check it out. It's a great little gift. It's great for you. Um, it's great to, to just snack on or, hey, bring it to Christmas dinner and use it as a dessert. So built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 every time to get 15% off built.com. Bet online has you covered all season for more props and odds and lines than ever before. As football season continues to march to the playoffs, Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop and mobile site. Sign up today. Get a 50% bonus with the promo code locked on 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. So basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games are all there at Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Hey, thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Why not make Locked On NBA your second listen? Had that Locked On NBA has your the entire league covered. Uh, everything that's going on Monday through Friday. Rotating hosts. I host on Wednesdays generally. Not going to be hosting it on Wednesdays this week because the Celtics play on Tuesday and Wednesday night. So I'll get a sub. But normally, I'm there on Wednesdays. So check out Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. One thing that I've noticed recently is... Jason Tatum is getting to the rim a lot more cleanly. And I think that's obviously a big deal. Uh, In the first 16 games, Jason Tatum has shot 51.5% inside of five feet of the rim. 54.8% in the restricted area. Over the last eight games, 68.5% inside five feet, 71% in the restricted area. So, an increase of basically what what's that 17 16% at the restricted area over the last 8 games an increase of 17% inside of 5 feet why is that happening well jason tatum is i think getting uh i i think he's understanding how to get to the rim a little bit more um cleanly I think he's jumping off two feet a lot more. Playing off of two feet is a really interesting thing because guys who, there are two different kinds of jumpers. And this is like super nuance. But guys who jump off of one foot, there, there are guys who, who can do that. Like Michael Jordan is a classic one foot jumper. Dominique Wilkins is a classic two foot. And playing off of two feet just gives you that extra power. And I think and some of these drives that you see from Tatum, Playing off of two feet and, and planting and jumping, that extra power, when you think of Dominique Wilkins, when you think of the classic two-foot jumpers, it's all power. 
the one foot jumpers are more generally finesse. They're the high, the gliders, right? So I think Tatum playing off of two feet, which he has said in the past, playing more off of two feet gets him to finish through some contact, which he hasn't been doing. And if you look at, there, there's a chart that I pulled off of cleaning the glass. The beginning of the season and through the middle of November, Tatum was uh, about 2 or 3% below the position average and the season average of fouls like plus ones. Recently, he has moved up to about 2, 3, maybe even 4, 4% above the season average, 5% above the position average on fouls where he's, you know, plus ones. And you can see that in the Utah Jazz game where he took 11 free throws in the Portland game where he took uh, 10 free throws, nine of 10 in that 11 of 11 in, in the Utah game. So 20 of 21 in his past two games from the free throw line. Tatum has, I think, stopped just getting to the rim and is now more getting to the rim under some level of control and manipulating how the defenses react to him and then getting to the rim where fewer there's fewer challenges. And in all of my conversations, you know, I've, I've been on the radio a bunch and, and one of the conversations, one of the questions that comes up with me is, hey, John, what's wrong with Jason Tate? And the answer is, man, I don't know. I don't know. Like he's, he's normally better than this. And people want to speculate and people come up with wild theories and people want to say, oh, he's too jacked. He can't shoot anymore. Like, that's obviously not true. That's obviously like, that's not true. He doesn't, he doesn't look a whole lot different than he was last season. It's not like he was, uh, you know, Kevin Durant one season and, you know, Carl Malone the second season or whatever. Like he, he still basically looks the same. Like, don't fall for the trap that a couple of Instagram pictures makes him too jacked to shoot. He's still, he's still fine. Like, he, he, I don't think that has anything to do with his shot. I think what he's doing now is because he has a, is more of a threat to pass and because he's more of a um, – I think he's just a little bit more comfortable on the floor, he's just getting to the rim a little bit better. And because he can get to the rim a little bit better, that's opening up his three-pointers. As all part of it, the way I've put it, and I'll wrap it up with this, Ime has challenged Tatum to be a better player, right? Tatum's 23 is going to turn 24 in March. He has said, be a more complete guy. Make your teammates. And so he has said to Tatum, this is how you're going to do this. And it's like downloading an app on your phone that takes a lot of processing power. And then all of a sudden, the other apps on your phone are not working quite as well. And you're just like, wait a second. Why, why am I not? What's, what's going on here? Why is this? Come on, work, work. That's Tatum's game to me. I think looking at it, the process, processing power that has been necessary to turn Tatum into more of a passer, to make him more of a playmaker, has taken away from the comfort level of all the other elements of his game. And he even said, I'm more comfortable now in game 22 or 24, whatever it is, than I was in game one. And I think that lends credence to what I'm saying. That Tatum 
is getting more comfortable, that, that he was thrown a whole lot more and the game sped up for him because he's now thinking a little bit more. More of his brain was occupied by the processing power of the app that said, you are now a playmaker. And now that that's subsiding a little bit, he's getting more comfortable and the shots are starting to fall and he's getting to the rim a little bit better and the shots he's getting at the rim are a little bit cleaner. And yeah, it helps if you play a, a, a defense that's as poor as Portland, but he did it against the Utah Jazz and they are top six defense in the NBA. So I think basically this was just an extended period of Tatum just things speeding up for him because he was thinking a lot and trying to do a ton. As things slow down, I think Tatum's game is going to slow down. He's going to get back to some of the offensive stuff that he's been good at. And hopefully for the Celtics, with that continued added element of the passing and all of that other stuff. That's the plan. That's what Emi Odoka wants. And we'll see if that continues. Again, Tuesday, Wednesday, big back-to-back in L.A. Lakers, Clippers back-to-back. Be doing a crossover with the Lakers. So make sure locked on locked on Lakers. You're make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Make sure you're listening on YouTube, uh, watching on YouTube. That's a that's a big push for us here. So please do that. And if you are subscribed, and if you are subscribed to the YouTube channel, then please share the podcast, tell your friends, tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.